I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. We'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. Okay, so I've got Tracy with me today. Uh, she's one of our gym members and she's moved over to our EBT bootcamp, actually. She did a little documentary with us uh, last year where we followed the progress of all of our six-week boot campers, and it was a fantastic experience for, for myself and I think for everyone that was involved. And uh, since then, we've been, uh, we've been rocking and rolling, haven't we, Tracy? It's been a lot of fun. So. We certainly have, yes. Thoroughly enjoyable. Good, good. So. Tell me a little bit about what is going on outside, because you're actually out in the real world at the moment. You're not in lockdown, and for our viewers, if you could tell them a little bit what. I do apologise, you're going to hear kids running around. Those are mine. So, uh, yeah, I do apologise. So, I'm a community heart failure nurse specialist, um, so I work for um, the NHS. Um, we're really, really, yeah, it's, it's a, I do work for NELF, North East London Foundation Trust, who have been amazing, really good and supportive towards their staff. Um, we're quite lucky that we've got a lot of PPE and we've been given literally updates every sort of like probably about 10 or 12 updates a day on different changes that come out and if we need PPE then it's there if we need it we just need to go and get it. Um, we are seeing patients in the community that have got coronavirus so obviously we have to be very careful. Um, we are still seeing patients that have got heart failure. However, we are sort of like rolling them on and trying to see whoever's healthy, sort of like in three months or six months' time, um, and just making sure that they've got all the right telephone numbers to phone if they need help, like with one 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 or um, rapid response. Yeah. Um, I used I'm to sorry. work. In, go on. Go on. Go on. I used to work in ITU, so I speak to a lot of my friends at the moment that still are in the hospital. So I don't think they've got it as easy as we have it out here. Um, I think it's a very different story in the hospitals. Uh, is there any, I mean, I was just going to say that it's something that I can't even comprehend. And I think the majority of people watching this can't get their head around what you guys are walking into every day. Because again, people don't show symptoms for the first, I think say something like four or five days, they don't show any symptoms. So you could be around people all the time. It's crazy. I think the you just don't know. You don't know who's got it, who hasn't got it, who's a carrier. There is, there is, I think, you, you know, you just don't know. I mean, at the hospital at the moment, there's a big thing about um, A&E nurses haven't got the right PPE. So they are dealing with people that are walking in off the street and they haven't got the visors and they haven't got the face masks and they haven't got um, any of the protective equipment that they need to sort of, sort of like protect themselves. Um, and one of our A&E nurses is actually an ITU at the moment. And I think that's just going to escalate as well. Um, and I was talking to a friend yesterday who told me that they'd, um, South End have only, you know, they've only reported that there's only been seven deaths at South End. Well, there's been a lot more than that. Yeah. They've, they've, I think they try to count it to something else so it doesn't hit that, that, that bracket, don't they? So if, if the byproduct of having are, it... People are dying and they're yeah. saying um, maybe the patient died of a heart condition or, you know, or whatever it is, but it will be query coronavirus on top of it as well. Um, so they may, but they're not testing them because once they pass, that's it. 
scary thought, isn't it? So we it don't. I mean, the, no one really knows what we're up against at the moment. Which is the, the thing is as well. If once once they pass, they pass on their own. You know, there's no one able to go into the hospital with them. Um, they go straight to a mortuary. They go straight to the crematorium, and then you know, there's then they're not allowed. People aren't allowed to go and visit their relatives after they've passed. They haven't got that privilege of going and saying goodbye. Um, so it's a real difficult time for people that are here and that have passed as well. Yeah, I can't even get my head around that. And the horror story of thinking about kids as well. If kids were to get it, they'd go to hospital by themselves. It's it's just hard to get your head around, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really, really, really scary time. I mean, in in the ITUs, I mean, I've got a friend that works um, at Basildon Cardiothoracic ITU. Um, and they've actually been put up in hotels because they're showing signs and symptoms of the coronavirus, but because they haven't got a temperature, um, they're still having to work because at the moment it's like one nurse to three to four ventilated patients. So they're supported by the nurses from the, um, from the wards, which are doing like mouth care and eye care and helping with turning and everything. But that one nurse is then looking after the ventilator on the, on that patient. Um, and doing all the suctioning and all the care for that, which is in itself, if you think you've got sort of like four patients on a ventilator, that's a lot of work. That's continuous, isn't it? That's non-stop. Continuous. Well, and they're doing 12-hour days. And then with all that heavy equipment on as well, so you imagine, you know, they've all got pressure sores coming up on their faces. Um, I think Basildon General have got all the PPE. Um, Basildon South End are asking for people to donate so that they've somebody's um, somebody's asked for um, the plastic visors. They've got a 3D machine and they're asked for like contributions for people to go and do that. Um, yeah. Because the, the the equipment's running out. Such a scary thought that this day and age where you can order whatever you like to come the next day off of Amazon and we can't supply enough equipment for our nurses and doctors and our and but our, most and of our equipment from China. Most of our most of that PPE stuff all is come comes from China. So we're not gonna get it are we? No of course not. Of course not. And it, it shows that the serious issue that we do have don't we that we have to rely so heavily on importing stuff because we don't manufacture anything in this country anymore of, of no. that scale because of this is it's not cost effective which is a scary thought. I mean, no, I mean, lots of volunteers that are coming forward. My mum's volunteered to make um, scrubs for the nurses and um, people that need it. So she's just waiting on a phone call. She's got the pattern. She's waiting for the fabric to be delivered so she can start making scrubs for people. I think they're trying, I think they're trying the hardest, but for the frontline staff, which is the most important, because they've got the people walking in off the street, like A&E and ITU, um, they need massive protective gear. That's where we need to be getting it to, because those are the ones, you know, once they become ill, who's going to be looking after them? Because there's, they're not going to be there. Who makes that call as well? I mean, who makes that decision when the last pair of gloves is there and the last set of, or the last ventilator is there? Who, who is going to be making that choice? Who's going to be playing God? You know, it's, it's a scary position. Well, they will be. They will be making that decision. They will. You know, they will be. They will be like playing God because if you think is it Italy or Spain? I think it's over sixty. They don't put on a ventilator. No, over sixty-five. Yeah, I heard that the other day. People being taken off. People having ventilators taken off of them. And they, you do need that respiratory support. You, you know, 
I think my sister-in-law, she's showing signs at the moment. She said the bottom of her lungs really hurt. It sort of like just hurts to move. That's, that is beyond what I can comprehend at the moment. Can't even get your head around that. And it's scary to think that there is, it's, it's a hopeless situation as well. It's almost like when it comes to this, it's, it's almost like we were back in time because yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. And it's such a hopeless situation. What are you it's doing? Safe. What are you doing, Tracy? What are you doing to like, to keep motivated? Um, well, I've started running again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always like I've I've always found that running has got me through any bad time. Yeah. So I'm quite lucky that I live right next to the woods. So um, whenever I'm not at work, like I'm not at work today. Um, and now that evenings, it's nice that the evenings are lighter. I can get out and go for a little five k, and yeah. get my head like clear and sorted. That's good. Uh, difficult. I mean, I'm back to working eight, like eight, and then finishing me sort of like six. So, to, you know, to be motivated is quite hard. It's twelve hour shifts there, isn't it? Um, no, sorry. So, ten, I mean, uh, ten hour with my diet, hour I am still tracking, but I'm not losing. So, but then you said yesterday, you know, hey, maybe it's stress. Stress isn't going to help when it comes to tracking. I think just go through the, just keep doing what you're doing, but you're going to need energy. I don't think it's a good idea trying to lose weight right now. I'm saying this to everyone, for your own mental state. I think that everybody should be focusing on just maintenance calories. If you put a little bit on, we're healthy and we've got energy. That's the main level and, and trying to be as focused and motivated and hydrated as possible. and then when we start trying to find our um when we start trying to find our feet if you like and this becomes a form of normality probably in about six, about four weeks time we can then start looking at tracking again you know but at the moment where we're in high levels of stress people are in lockdown tensions are high the last thing we want to be doing is feeling hungry low energy and not in, like, like feeling like we're on a restrictive diet so I'm saying to people, hit your maintenance calories, enjoy your diet, treat yourself because at the moment, energy is key, uh, perspective and, uh, and, and just being alert for you especially will be key. Um, and to keep I mean, the thing people worry as well, that the food's going to run out. I went to a shop this morning in Maylie and the, the vegetables and the fruit in there was outstanding. I mean, I got some leeks, which were absolutely massive, you know. So it's about, yeah, eating the right food, keep yeah. healthy, keep hydrated, like you say, because, you know, you just, you, you need to be healthy. Wine's probably going to run out. I can imagine wine's <laughs> going to run out. <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to do us all a favour. Um, but you are right, you know, th there is, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of resources for people to do stuff. Um, what's, what's the... Um, What's the mood in the camp like? So work-wise, so with your team and what's the what's well, the? Um, I know my managers. The stress is running really, really high. Yeah. Because um, I because I'm a community nurse, we don't really see each other that much on me on a regular basis. I'm yeah. quite uh, I work quite individual. So, but we have quite a lot of contact. My manager phones me every morning to see how I am mentally and to see how things are and how everyone in my family is to make sure that. Obviously, I'm staying healthy as well. Yeah. 
So I think in the hospital, um, the nurses, they say it's hard. It's really, really hard. But the the morale is there. They're working together. There's really good teamwork going on. Um, Lots of nice people have taken stuff for them to so that their breaks are a little bit easier because obviously I don't think the canteen or any of the food places of them to be open anymore. No, but, um, no surprisingly enough, when the shit hits the fan, normally, you know, the team pull together and work really well. I miss working in ITU. I actually did think that I might actually be getting a call up and going back because I had sort of 10 years working in there. Yeah. Um, but maybe once, because at the moment, we're st- we're, we haven't peaked. No. No, we definitely. So once they peak, maybe when the nurses are tired, and that's maybe when I'll go back into the hospital. And what? What? I mean, I mean that that's literally it's like a war zone, really, isn't it? So mentally, yeah, so my, how would you prepare for that? How would you prepare for that? I can't. The thing is, I sit here most nights feeling guilty that I'm not there. I do sit there feeling guilty because obviously they're working so hard and I do speak to, I've got friends that are paramedics. You know, yeah. one of my friends, she's, she said she's just had two weeks off where one of her kids was showing signs and symptoms and she sits there crying every night because she doesn't, she's just scared of what she's going to walk into and what she's going to bring home because people are dying. You know, and that's what they're seeing. They're taking patients into hospital that cannot breathe, that are dying. So it is, it's a war, in the hospitals are, are pretty much war zones. Scary. So I think that, well, one of the biggest things here really is that as a population, as, as a global population, we're going to take less for granted when this is all over. We must I think be. it's, it's going to be around for quite some time. We're going to be think, at home for quite some time. Yeah, um, I'm digging in. Well, they said three, but I'm digging in. For, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bets on around. Unless there's a, a vaccine, probably more like six for the for like business to be open, um, which is going to be if we're shut for six, who's going to be able to afford a gym membership in six months' time if no one's had any work? Do you see what I mean? So, but like I say, I'm still breathing. So absolutely, and that's what you have got to do: keep breathing, stay healthy. But everyone's going to want to keep fit. And it will be fine. The business will be fine. Uh, Yeah, at the moment, you know what? It's more, I'm I'm more concerned and I'm more worried about the nation's mental health over anything. Um, Because I, you know, I'm pretty open. I've struggled in the past, um, as lots of people I speak to have struggled in the past. When it comes to mental health, and I've been very strong for a long time, and I'm losing... You know, I'm losing it. I can imagine other people are losing it left, right and centre. Um, and even breaking the promises I kind of make to myself uh, that I promise other people I'm going to do. You know, like I always, I'll always show up. I'll always do this. I'll always make sure I feed and fuel my body, hydrate myself, not drink too much alcohol. I'm even breaking some of those promises to myself now. And it makes me think if that's what I'm doing, and this is, this is my job, where is everybody else at and how can we stop, how can we slow that part of it down? The mental... Well, I've stopped, I banned myself from drinking booze, so I'm not drinking yeah. at all because my anxiety will go straight through the roof. Yeah. So yeah. I cannot drink. So for me, to make sure that I stay focused on life um, and not break is to not drink. I think I probably need to do the same. 
I have been, uh, I've been partial to a few glasses of red wine here and there, and by glasses I mean bottles, and here and there I mean every night. Um, so I think I probably need to take a leaf out of your, a page out of your book, sorry, should I say, and um, and start jumping on the uh, on that bandwagon. I am. Is there anything that you're doing, anything you're focusing on for your own like personal mental state other than ditching that booze? Well, ditching the booze, going for a run and tracking my calories, which I think I'm getting a bit obsessed about, but it's something to focus on. Um, don't worry about that word as well. Remember, people always say that you're obsessing and that's because they don't like the way that, that they're not doing it. So I don't think you're obsessive. I think that you are just being more mindful of it. Only because I know you, but I think you just yeah. be more mindful of it. And I think, I, mean, I think I, I know it's, it's, I'm not, I'm lucky in a way that my daily life is still carrying on. I can still go out. I'm still driving my car. You know, yeah. I am going to patients' houses. I am dressed up in a gown and a mask and gloves and everything, but I'm still caring for patients. I'm still seeing people. Um, so really my day is just continuing and working in, I've worked in A&E and ITU before. So for me, it's just normal. Yeah. It's just a bit scarier. Yeah, I'd say a bit scarier, yeah, a lot scarier. I mean, I haven't seen reckon... my mum for four weeks. What's that? I haven't seen my mum for four weeks. No, oh, that's crap. Sorry to hear that. Well, you can bang on a window, I suppose, and that's as close as you're going to get. I'm going to take her back in the food, yeah, and leave it in the porch. I suppose, yeah, you're... As, as bad as that sounds, it's like... You're the you're the first and the last person she wants to see, really, I suppose, because the first person she wants to see you, but on paper you'd be the last person she wants to see because of how much exposure you're getting. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's 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 a scary call to make. I mean, I went and saw my nan for a walk on Thursday. Uh, we go walking up the sea up the um up by the seafront area. Um, but we are about two to three meters apart i wait at the end of the drive for her so she comes out and then i keep away from her and it's it's nice to be able to talk to her and stuff but it's sad that i can't like be, give her a hug yeah be next to her and stuff and my granddad has literally just passed away oh um, i'm sorry yeah. yeah wasn't yeah wasn't expected to be fair he wasn't well but at the same time he was making a recovery and then he had a bad fall and long story short he, uh, he ended up passing away and he was a fantastic man and uh, a brilliant husband um, to my nan and she she misses him terribly but is she on her own yeah but well she is but we are there a lot my mum's there a lot my uncle is there all the time my auntie has just moved moved out because she was staying with her she was staying with her but she lives down in Cornwall so She's moved down to Cornwall and, um, you know, we are, we are uh, concerned. My other, my other nan as well, my other granddad passed away a couple of years ago. Now she's more into a routine with it. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're still obviously still checking up on her on my, on my father's side and make sure she's all right, but she's more phoning other people, make sure they're all right, you know, because she's very strong and she's, um, she's come through it now um it's just, it's just not nice being able to give give her that kind of like that hug like you say go around for a cup of tea sit in the living room and have a chin wag like i was um 
But yeah, I think there's a lot of people feeling that right now. Um, the one thing I will say that she says is um, she knows that we're there. You know, we call her up. And I think right now, I don't know what you think about this, but being in contact with people, getting in contact with the ones that you that that are your loved ones and knowing that you're there and you care, even friends you haven't spoken to for a while, because we've got this this now gift, us lot, the muggles, if you like, that are, that are locked in at home. Um, we have this gift of time. We may as well go through the phone book and talk to people we haven't spoken to in ages, speak yeah, to the family yeah. members. I mean, my, you know, my loss, my dad, um, at the end of last year, so in November. Yeah. So mum's really struggling on her own. Um, so what, I make sure that I video call her three times a day, throughout the day. Um, yeah. just to catch up whether it's 10 minutes or in the evening there's all of us go onto the whatsapp group and, and do a video chat so we can all have a good half an hour like a good old gossip um, yeah. and be That's silly fun. she's made her routine she's got her church she's very religious and then she's got um, the rock choir so she started going to the rock choir so it's open to absolutely everybody so they once a day I think it's about 11 o'clock they go online and everybody around the country that belongs in the rock choir sings a song together. Yeah, I saw this. This guy did it, didn't he? Because he was going out of his mind and he wanted to bring something. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. So she does that every day at 11 o'clock. And then she started growing vegetables. So she's got her vegetables outside. So um, just as long as... And I've told her to start doing Tai Chi to make sure that she keeps moving and that she keeps her joints moving and everything. So How, how um, old is your mum? How old is your mum? <laughs> 69. Yeah, made a different stuff, haven't they? They really yeah, are made a different stuff. The last three years, she hasn't moved because where dad was ill for three years. So she's just been by his side and eaten for three years. So yeah. it's now she's got to move. She's got to move her joints. She's got to get her lungs working. Otherwise, if she gets it, she's buggered. Nice. Well, I love that thing that you're doing with the, with the group call. I said, oh, from every single one of these little interviews I'm doing, um, I like to see if I can take something uh, because everyone has got no idea what to do, but mm. everyone's got one idea. So if I was to interview a hundred people and come up with a hundred ideas, you know, that's a hundred things to do. That's, 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 that's groundbreaking, right? But I love that. The, um, the constant, the phoning, the group, the group stuff. Um, structure, I mean, I mean, structure to your day. Structure. You know, structure. Even the same thing we keep coming back to. The same thing we come back to is structure. And um, I've been talking a lot to people that are on lockdown, to be honest, to keep themselves mentally um, active, but working with kids as well, mostly parents um, that are on lockdown. And we keep coming back to a the, try and have a form of structure during the week, um, which, to be honest, the biggest structure we've got in my house is a female. Is female input. The wife sorted that out, and that was the best thing for me personally, mentally. That sorted me out straight away, um, and that's what I did with the staff before we went into lockdown. But the other thing as well that a lot of people are saying is like live in the moment, and that's why I think that that group call, like you've been doing that that big WhatsApp meeting or a Zoom call or something with all of your family, that is when you that is living in the moment, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah, so family, definitely every night there's, like, you know, my brother, my sister, me and my mum and we all go on WhatsApp and the WhatsApp group and we have that family time every single night. Um, and every Saturday night we do it with the girls. 
So there was that party one, wasn't there? Is there a yeah. party app? They spent all your money, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, one, so yeah. The thing is, like the girls, I, I, I probably see the girls once or twice a year because now we live all over the country. Yeah. But we've been sitting yeah. there on a Saturday night having a good old chat. So I think oh, they're really good. good. Really good. That's wicked. No, that's great. So one last take home then, Tracy, because this is a bit more of a specialised uh, meeting today. You know, we wanted to pick your brains about what you're seeing out in the... Uh, and the community at the moment, because uh, I suppose you're you're the eyes and ears because we're all stuck in. But what advice would you give people right now? If stay you know home. anything, anything, stay at home. Stay at home. Yeah. Stay at home. Keep clean. And when you go out, I mean, I went out today to do, obviously to get some vegetables and stuff. Social distance. What I found is people do not social distance, you know, and that's infuriating. Yeah. Because you think. You know, we we could die. <laughs> it's mind-boggling, isn't it? So stay at home, social distance if you have to go out and wash your hands. There you go. Keep there healthy. And what are you going to do? Keep. You've got to keep. Uh, and just quickly recap what you're doing for your your mind, your body, and your and uh, well, your mind and body right now. Just right. So running for my mind. Boot camp for my body. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, and try and, yeah, just healthy eating, really, and putting really good food in me. So that's what I'm really trying to focus on, is making sure that I'm getting all my nutrients through my vegetables. How's the water going? Are you drinking plenty of water again all right yeah, now? Hot, hot water, lemon, ginger, and mint. There you go. There you go. Two litres a day. So, yeah. Doing all right. That's a big one. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. That, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. We're going to wrap that up there. Um, Thanks, I'm going to carry on talking to you, but I'm going to press the, the stop record on here. So thank you so much for that, first of all. The second thing, guys, if you think that you, you know, if you resonate with something here, if you want to share your views or anything, please comment below. They will be on. Please keep it clean and please be nice. If you do want to have a chat with me, please also comment below or send me a message and I'll get in touch with you. To, uh, to do pretty much this. So thanks for watching, guys, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Tracy, thanks again for your time, and thank you for all the amazing work you're doing out in the community. Oh, thank you.